Whew. Austin. Has me dreaming of tacos. Yeah, I think we need to have tacos for lunch now because I'm gonna I'm gonna go get tacos. <laughs> I need to go get tacos. The extra pack of peanuts travel podcast, episode three thirty eight. With a hundred and fifty one people moving there per day, Austin is by far the fastest growing city in the U.S. It must be because of the tacos. Austin is a city that has undergone tremendous amounts of change in a positive way in the last three years since we first started going there. And I feel that same way about Tortuga backpacks. When I first started rocking Tortuga backpacks, there was only one backpack that they made that you could choose from. That was it. One backpack. And now you head to Tortuga backpacks. They've got a variety of different backpacks there for any type of traveler. They have packing cubes. They have duffel bags. They've got all types of awesome travel gear and accessories. So if you're looking for the best travel backpack out there, one that is continuing to revolutionize the travel backpack space, head on over to tortugabackpacks.com. Don't forget to use the promo code EPOP because that will get you 10% off your entire order. Another company that I've got to see grow by leaps and bounds is our good friends over at Bluffworks. And likewise, when I started rocking Bluffworks, they had one type of pant, a dress pant that you could wear. After that, they came out with a chino, which I absolutely loved. Then they launched an amazing travel blazer, and they've got a variety of other products in the works as well. They're constantly revolutionizing the travel clothing space and have a lot of neat things coming out for men when it comes to travel clothing. So if you want to check out all the stuff that they've got going on, you can head to bluffworks.com and you can use the promo code EPOP. We keep it easy for you. EPOP, E-P-O-P. That'll get you 10% off any of their non-sale items. So check it out, bluffworks.com. Travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, the show that teaches you how to travel more while spending less. I'm your host, Travis Sherry, and joining me today is my trailer park taco girl, my wife and constant travel companion, Heather. (laughs) That's so funny. Yes, I love that taco from Torchy's Tacos. It is so good. I mean, it's fried chicken with cheddar cheese, ranch dressing, and you can even make it trashy, trashier. Yes, where they put, I think like they take off the greens and they put on like queso dip. Yeah. <laughs> so my trailer park girl over here, Heather, joining me today. And we've got a very special episode for you because we are heading to Austin, Texas today. And we will be doing one of our Destination Diary episodes. So if you're just joining us for the very first time, welcome. If you're someone who's listened to this show for a while, great to have you back. And during our Destination Diary episodes, we give you our on-the-ground report of what we loved, didn't love, 
and all everything else in between of a certain destination, whether that be a city like Austin today, whether that be a region, whether that be a country. So if you're interested in a travel guide for a certain area, we've done quite a lot of them. You can find them on our podcast feed. You can also find them at extrapackofpeanuts.com slash shows. And today we're talking about Austin. And the reason I say it's extra special is we've got to spend now three different times in Austin. We've been to Austin three different times. And Heth, that city has changed a crazy amount in the last year, year and a half since we were there, since we were there last before this previous time, which was only a couple weeks ago. Well, the first time we went, I think it was about three years ago, and we stayed right in downtown. We got an Airbnb at one of the brand new condos there. And it was honestly, the vibe downtown was kind of like a ghost town. Yeah, there wasn't a lot happening. Then we went back again a year and a half later and we stayed in East Austin, which is cool, very up and coming, lots of hipstery places. Then we stayed in downtown again this past time when we were there last month and it's a much different scene. I mean, there are still lots of cool neighborhoods and and it's kind of fun to stay in the neighborhoods, but there's definitely a lot more going on downtown where you feel like at least there are people out and about. I feel like by the time someone is listening to this, because it'll have been a month since we were there, they'll probably throw up five new condo buildings and three new hotels just in that time. It's crazy looking across the river at downtown this past time. I was like, man, there seems to be a lot more big buildings yeah, the over there. Skyline has changed so much before in your five eyes. Five years. Yeah, it's absolutely incredible. So we're going to be talking Austin today. And Austin, I think for a lot of people, is on their list as one of the hippest, coolest, you know, kind of tech forward, fun places for people, fun cities in the U.S. for people to visit. And we'll we'll touch on that and whether it lived up to our expectations or not. But it's certainly one of those cities that you see popping up over the last couple of years on these lists of like, this is a must go type place in the U.S. And that's why it's been fun for us over the last three years to have been there three different times. So if you're new, we do our Destination Diary episode. We'll give you everything from neighborhoods, where to stay, you know, how to get around. We're, of course, going to be talking a lot about food and drink in Austin because that is one of the main activities to do there and one of the main kind of people that it that it caters to is people coming for good food and good drink. We'll talk about activities, and then if you stick around to the end, we do our thing that you can't miss, our thing that eh, maybe you could skip, and the thing that we wish we had done that we didn't get a chance to do in Austin. So, Hath, you ready to rock and roll into our Austin Destination Diary? Absolutely. All right. Starting with getting there, for Austin, pretty easy. Major airport right there in Austin. A lot of people, if you're coming from further afield, are going to fly into Austin because Austin's in Texas, and unless you live in Texas or around there, it takes a while to <laughs> yeah, get to. Absolutely. So we have flown in every single time and the airport is pretty nice. Yeah, pretty nice, pretty easy. Lots of good flights coming in and they're, they're adding more and more flights because Austin is growing so rapidly. They're adding more and more flights every single day. When we talk about getting from the airport to downtown, again, pretty simple. There is a bus. We haven't taken it. At this point, now that Uber and Lyft are back in Austin, yay, because they were gone for a while, very easy to get downtown. 
usually it's going to cost you a little bit of money, but we just Uber, Lyft, or take a taxi. Yeah, it's not that expensive. It's a uh, twenty under twenty minute ride. Yeah, it's about twenty bucks under twenty minute ride uh, for about for about twenty bucks to get to downtown. And once you get into Austin, we found that it's. I I wouldn't say I don't know. I'm split. We've rented a car before, and that was great. But there have been other times we haven't rented a car, and that's been fine as well. So it really just depends on what you want to do. Austin is a city that is very spread out. There's lots of neighborhoods. The city limits are quite large. So if you don't have a car, you probably won't be able to walk everywhere that you want to go. You would need to rent a bike or just take Uber or they also have scooters there now. All the scooters that you see around all these trendy cities like Denver and Austin and I don't know. Minneapolis has them. <laughs> they're they're coming. If you haven't seen the scooters, they're coming. They're coming for you. Bird, Lyft has their own scooters. Lime. These the scooters are coming to the rest of the U.S. They're everywhere in yeah. Austin. I've never seen more people riding these electric scooters than in Austin. I, it was close to as many people on scooters as there were walking, which feels a little bit like Wally. I think that's that movie where everyone's <laughs> just like floating around in their pods. I'm kind of thinking, is anyone going to walk anymore? But there's scooters everywhere. So getting around is, I want to say it's easy because there's a lot of options, but you are right. You're, it's kind of tough to walk between all the areas, and we're going to get into that next, kind of the neighborhoods. It's easy to walk around each neighborhood, but it's hard to walk between the neighborhoods because Austin is pretty spread out. Unless you're, you know, unless you're going to walk four, five, six miles a day, getting around just by walking would be difficult. But they've got Ubers, they've got yeah, and when got we scooters, were there, they've this, got bikes. Yeah, when we were there this last time, we Ubered a lot, and you know, with wit, I wasn't hopping on a scooter, but they're pretty easy to use. Even people who have never used them before, I think, said it took maybe thirty minutes to kind of feel, you know, yeah, feel comfortable, feel comfortable, yeah. feel comfortable. As far as driving, if you do have a car, because we've had a car in Austin before, driving and parking, pretty easy. It's not anything like your East Coast cities or, or your Los Angeles of like, oh, I don't want to drive around Austin. It's pretty easy to get around. There's more and more traffic by the day because of how many people are moving in. But again, nothing like you'd be used to at one of these bigger cities. So don't if you if you do have a car it's or you are driving in don't be worried about parking or driving you know you might have to pay to park here and there but it's fairly easy to do so that kind of brings us then into the neighborhoods and where to stay and the two of the three times that we've stayed there as you mentioned we've stayed downtown yes and three years ago it was this weird downtown was nice it had amenities and stuff that you would want, but it didn't seem like there were ever any people around. That has certainly changed in the last three years. Yes, there's a lot more. There are a lot more condos and just kind of people out and about because more people are living in downtown. Whereas before, I feel like, you know, five, 10 years ago, more people were kind of living out in the neighborhoods which almost feel like suburban Austin because, you know, it, it is very spread out. Now I don't think it feels as much that because Austin has grown so much. I don't know this statistic exactly, but wasn't it as many as 100 people moving to Austin? I, 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 if I gave a number, I would probably something. be totally I mean, wrong. It's one of, if not the <laughs> fastest growing city in the U.S., yeah, for sure. It's pretty incredible. So 
The downtown is a very cool place to stay. The last time we were just there in September, we stayed at two different hotels. We stayed at the JW Marriott, which is really beautiful. Very nice. Very, very nice. We like the... we like the restaurants there. I mean, at least I do. And Trav's usually kind of like, oh, I don't like to eat at hotel restaurants. Well, but they're overpriced and usually not so great. This one was yeah, they were good at and a, a little overpriced, <laughs> not as much as normal. We ate at the corner, like, corner, which is their one restaurant, which just kind of has like Tex-Mex and American food. It's good. And then one night because you know I had wit and we were there for TravelCon and someone. Trav might have been out partying late a few nights. Whit and I would go back to the hotel and I would just like grab a pizza from the restaurant at the JW. It's very good. I would recommend it. It's a beautiful restaurant. It's a beautiful place to stay. And you're right downtown. So you can easily walk to lots of the good coffee shops and restaurants. And Yeah. So if you're looking to either, you know, have a nice hotel or use your points to spoil yourself a little bit, JW Marriott, a great, great location and a great a great hotel in general. We were very, very pleased with the level of service and just how nice everything was. Right next to that is a Hyatt house as well, which I think might be a little cheaper, or if you have Hyatt points, you can hit that. Those are right next to each other. We then stayed across the river, which I guess wouldn't be technically considered downtown, but you're as close. You're right on the other side, or excuse me, I call it a river. It's really technically a lake. We'll get into that. But right across the lake, we stayed at the Hyatt Regency, which gave you great views of the downtown. It was not as nice a hotel, but it was still nice. Yeah, it's it was still, still really nice. nice. And both of these hotels have really good pools. A lot of hotels in Austin have cool pools because you can use them not all year round, but for a lot of the year because Austin's pretty nice weather. And, and you'll need to use them if you're there in the summer because oh it gets yes. pretty brutally hot. So downtown area, great area to stay, super convenient to everything. From downtown, you can walk to Rainy Street, which is a really neat area that we'll talk a little bit about in a moment. You can also, you can walk to East Austin if you want. You can walk across the river to South Congress. So you if you were someone who's interested in walking, downtown's going to be your best bet because it's the most centrally located to all of these areas. Just south of downtown, if you go across the lake, you can get to South Congress, which is a really cool street with lots of shops, some really nice boutique hotels. We've never stayed at them, but when we walk past them, I always think it'd be a very cool place to stay. Yeah, South Congress, a little more mellow than downtown, I guess. It's just, it's a couple streets. But an easy, again, an easy walk to downtown if you stay in certain areas of South Congress. Great place to stay. Another neat neighborhood to stay in, and we've done this the one time, the second time that we went, is over in East Austin. And East Austin is completely different than downtown. Lots of low-slung buildings, although, of course... It's more residential. Yeah, they're throwing up condos like everywhere. But much more gritty in a good way, I think. Much more, a lot of your food trucks are over there, kind of. It's this idea that a lot of the places that probably couldn't afford downtown prices are over there in East Austin, but now that's becoming the cool spot to be. So you're in this, you're, I don't want to say you're caught in between these two worlds, but it's a kind of, it's a neat area to be because you've got a lot of the older Austin institutions, but you certainly have a lot of new stuff as well. So if you want a little more of a residential, vibe but a but little still close to downtown like you could walk downtown sure. it gets a little far Maybe you mile, know a mile and a half two it, miles depending where you are but sure. yeah it's definitely very close to downtown and a nice area to stay yeah and i would i would recommend 
picking either downtown if you want to be around everything, you only have a day or two, or East Austin if you're going to be there for a little longer, because I just think there's a there's more hidden gems in East Austin to find, and we'll give you some of those in just a moment as well. A few other neighborhoods just to touch on. You can stay up by the university. We That gets pretty far north. Of course, if you're coming to do something at the university, that's its own neighborhood in and of itself. We never stayed all the way up there. But then you are getting far from East Austin. You're getting very far from South Congress. And, you know, it's a bit of a hike to downtown as well. You can find cheaper stuff up by the university as long as it's not something crazy like homecoming or parents weekend or something like that. So you could stay up by the university. One area to that I would say avoid staying on, on is Dirty Six, which is Sixth What Street. is Dirty Sixth? So Dirty Sixth people, is... People call it Dirty Sixth? Yeah, Six? it's called Dirty Sixth. Dirty Sixth is Sixth street in in, de- in, kind downtown, of in downtown and it is just a row of bars. bars and live music establishments and it's fun it's where all the college is kids it fun well it's fun <laughs> no, for I'm sure, certain things yes it could be fun i mean we've never spent much time on it we certainly didn't spend very much time on it the last time we were there in fact we, well, walked, we had a one-year-old we us. walked down it just because we were walking around downtown and we were hungry and it was one o'clock in the afternoon and we tried to go into a Mexican restaurant that was also a bar and we couldn't even go in because they didn't allow babies. Right. They didn't, uh, so, they didn't allow anyone under 21, which also meant people under one year even old. Even at one o'clock in the so, afternoon. Dirty six, so it's like Bourbon Street. It's it's just in all... In New Orleans. Yeah. I, I figured that was, yeah. Okay. If you don't not, know, not in New Orleans. Um, Dirty Sixth is just a bunch of cheap restaurants and bars. And it is, it if you want to party and you're younger and you want a younger feel, that's where all the college kids go and, and people in their mid 20s. It's called Dirty Six for a reason. It's worth a night out if that's what you're looking for. But I would avoid staying on it because you could stay a couple blocks off that in downtown and have a nice place and then obviously walk there. It's just going to be loud and crazy and a bit dirty if you're staying there. So I wouldn't stay right on Dirty Sixth. So if you want to avoid the party scene in Austin and staying there, avoid Dirty Sixth. But something you don't want to avoid is the taco scene in Austin because it is literally the best. Other than Mexico, of course. I don't know. I say Austin <laughs> might have... it is better than Mexico. Austin might have the best tacos of any place that I've ever been because they not only have tacos everywhere, but they have a plethora of amazing taco options, including some of our favorite tacos that we've ever had or maybe our favorite. So we're talking about tacos. We have narrowed it down, don't worry, to like four or five places that you have to go because there's a lot. And trust me, I went to 15 our first time in Austin. I went to the yes. top 15. We and, even uh, have it on video somewhere that somewhere. we've never spliced together. But yeah, we've never made that. We went on a, a self-guided taco tour. I went on a self-guided taco tour. Here are the best places to go. I always have to start with my little abuelita on the corner in East Austin. Very hard to find. Most people in Austin have never even been there. Tacos Guerrero. <laughs> it is a taco food truck on, in East Austin. In Did you already st- in a parking lot? It's in a parking lot. Yes. I wasn't sure if you mentioned that. In a parking lot of a bank or like yeah, a, it's well, like there's a, a loan, bank across the street. A, it's like a loan, ca- loan yeah. cashing place. Anyway, it's it, all very sketchy. You do need to pay in cash only. So if you don't have cash, you can go to the bank that's across the street to the ATM. But yeah, it's very home cooked. You know, as Travis says, it's a little 
old grandma, Mexican grandma, or Spanish grandma. I, she's probably Mexican. I she would makes her own corn tortillas. Uh, right the corn there tortillas from scratch, are very good. And they're thicker than usual. They're just great. I love it. It's cheap. It's way out of the way. But for me, <laughs> yes, it's, it's very it's out of the, the way. best. It, it's some of the best tacos I've ever had. And it holds a little place in my heart because I just happened upon it. Um, it's not really known. I took two people who live in Austin there this last time, they had, and they love tacos. They had never even been there. So I used to say it was my favorite tacos in the world. Uh, this last time I went, it's still very good. Is it my favorite? I don't know, but it's it's a special little place. And they are just bare bones street tacos. So it's Which I love. meat, onions, and cilantro. There's no special anything. No, just street tacos. Yeah, street baby. tacos. So Tacos Guerrero. Yeah. But my absolute favorite taco place in the world, I dream about them. I wish there was one down the street from my house. That is Torchy's Tacos. Was We mentioned at the top of the show, the Trailer Park Taco, which isn't even my favorite taco at, at Torchy's, but it is a very good taco. They have shrimp. They have salmon. They have tuna. Tuna. I mean, fried chicken. Regular chicken. They have barbacoa. I mean, literally every type of taco you could imagine. They have there. They have special tacos every month. They have a secret menu. Which, to be fair, though, anytime I've gotten stuff on the secret menu, I haven't liked it as much as their (laughs) regular. Just like their straight up menu that's always available. They are so good. Their chips and guac is amazing. Their queso is. Oh, man, I wish that we were eating Torchies Torchies right now. Does Torchies deliver up north to the East Coast? If you no, do, I would love some. They do not. Torchies uh, is a... Ch- I mean, it started as a food truck. Their original one is actually gone now. It used to be on South First. That's... Which I kind of broke my heart a little bit. I yeah. found out that the original truck was gone. But they have big restaurants now all over Austin, all over and Texas. spread out. There's some in other parts of the country. There's one in Denver I just saw. So... Had I known there was one in Denver when we were there, I definitely would have gone. Yeah, so Torchies is absolutely fantastic. Tacos are going to be more expensive. You're looking at like 3 to $5 a taco, but they're very big, very filling. Oh, like yeah. If I get three tacos, I am I sometimes can't even finish three. Like I can only... Well, if you get chips and guac too, I can really only do two tacos, but they're so good. Yeah, the best. Torchies is fantastic, and there's a lot of locations, so you're never going to be far from a Torchies. We have done a Torchies... I don't know if it's considered a bang-bang, but we've done a Torchies lunch and then gone back for dinner this yes. last time. It's that good, and there's so many options that you can't go wrong. So Torchies... Absolutely fantastic, and there's a reason they're growing so quickly because people love it. On the flip side of Torchies is this place that is just small, again, in a food truck. This is actually right across the street from the uh, HK Hostel, which is in Austin. So this is over in East Austin as well. And you know what? This was probably my second or third favorite taco when we first went there, behind Tacos Guerrero and Torchies. And it is it might have moved Moving up. To the top. This place is I fantastic say- as well. It's, Veracruz. it's a different vibe than Torchies. I still think I like Torchies more, but Veracruz, Veracruz for me would be a very close second because it is so good. They're bre- they're known, I think, the most for their breakfast tacos. The Migas, which is the Migas, fantastic. So good, but they also have an incredible fish taco yes. because it's not deep fried. It's just seasoned and grilled, so it doesn't feel heavy. Whereas sometimes, you know, Torchies tacos are... They're heavy. They're heavy. They're a meal. You're not going to feel 
Lots of meat, lots of cheese, yeah. lots of accoutrements. Right. But Veracruz is more just kind of like it's a step above Tacos Guerrero where it's kind of like just your basic street tacos. Whereas Veracruz is, you know, pretty basic, but just delicious and really good. And again, their breakfast and their fish tacos, just people line up. It, if you're there on the weekends, it could take you an hour to get your food. Yeah, it does so, get busy. So it does get busy if you try to go in an off time because there's only that one location as far as I know. Although I did find out that a coffee spot that I didn't actually make it to sells Veracruz tacos. Okay. So if you can't, yeah. And I should add too, you love the smoothies at Veracruz. They do smoothies as well. Not just breakfast smoothies. They have just smoothies, but we have often go for breakfast. So I get it. Yeah. It's a a fantastic little joint that you should check out. Again, it's over in East Austin, kind of right north of that. These next two places as well are in East Austin. So if you stay in East Austin, you're going to get some amazing tacos. Um, Pueblo Viejo, again, one truck. It is, they have all types of tacos. It's a, it's just, again, one of these small little spots that someone opened a taco truck and just does fantastic street type tacos. Nothing fancy, but very, very, very good. And then right near there as well. So Veracruz, Pueblo Viejo, and Tamale House East are all in the same vicinity. You could easily do a taco bang, bang, bang and walk between them. Uh, Tamale House East, again, also in East Austin, has what I would consider probably along with Veracruz as the best fish taco in Austin. So another place, and it was huge. I remember getting one and it legitimately filling me up and I'm someone who eats a lot of tacos. So check those places out. Tacos Guerrero, as we mentioned, Torchies, which is everywhere, Veracruz, Preblo Viejo, and Tamale House East. It's kind of our favorite when it comes to the multitude of taco options you have in Austin. And I think we'd be remiss if we didn't give you a few places, because if you're there in Austin not that long, right, you have to know places that others might recommend that we didn't particularly like. Here are places that I would not really bother with. One is Taco Deli. Which has a few locations. They were just okay. Like there was nothing great about Taco Deli in my mind at all. So you could easily skip that. And One in a Million, which is also over there in East Austin, people raved about. And I actually thought it was one of the worst tacos that I had in Austin. So if you have to cut down on your tacos or your taco consumption, or you just can't go to as many places as I did, you can cut out Taco Deli, cut out One in a Million, make sure you focus on the ones that, uh, that we told you about. And Heth, if you want to eat something other than tacos, which you could <laughs> eat tacos for your entire you, time you in Austin. You definitely could. There's plenty of other options. Yeah, there are so many cool restaurants in Austin because there's so many people moving there. There's so many awesome, cool, creative people. And I think good chefs that are starting to seek out Austin as a great pl- place to open a restaurant. So if you want to go, there's good happy hours. Like the first one on our list is Swiss Attic. And we went there the very first time we were in Austin for happy hour. And they just have really cool kind of gourmet appetizers and meals. And they had a great happy hour. They really have a, a fantastic happy hour. They have It's a cool second floor space. I mean, one of the neat things about Austin and, the, and I think the eating scene in Austin is that all these places have their focused a ton, not just on the food, but also the vibe and the style. There's no shortage of really cool, hipster, warehousey type places to eat. 
And so one of the things I love about eating in Austin, and Hath, I'm sure you do too, is the care that's been put into the actual decor and the vibe of a place. Swift's Attic is one of those. Just a really neat... I, you know, I wouldn't, you could go for like a romantic little happy hour. You don't have to, but it is this kind of cozy atmosphere there in Swift's Attic with yeah. really, There's really good There's definitely food. a lot of cool dining experiences as a whole if you just want to go somewhere, you know, kind of nice, a little more upscale, yeah, trendy. That would be these next couple places would be a little more upscale. The Eberly, we held a party, an opening party when we did a retreat there in Austin at the Eberly. It had just opened maybe a couple weeks before. This is over in across the lake in South um in South Austin and Eberly probably it's one of the inside. coolest. Yeah, to, it's really beautiful. Yeah, for sure. Also the Laundrette is not on that same side, but along the same line of being like a really cool, unique, beautiful, beautifully decorated spot. It is in East Austin and it used to be, I guess, a it laundry was an old mat. Laundromat. And they renovated it to turn it into this really cool restaurant. They have amazing cocktails, really good food, a nice outdoor area to sit in. It was a, a very fun dining. The Laundrette was probably the nicest meal that we had like if you're looking to take someone out for a nice meal or just go out for a nice meal yourself the laundrette a bit hard to get reservations so you know plan ahead there but for sure it wasn't even that expensive i mean maybe you're talking 20 to 30 dollars for an entree so it's it's a pricier but it's a neat experience and they do a very good job the service is fantastic so that would be my pick for a nicer dinner out um and as as long as well as the Eberly would be my pick for maybe a nicer cocktail hour or something mm-hmm. like that. There's a cool place right da- uh, up the street from the Eberly called Loro, which we went to for the first time this last time. And it's like Asian fusion with barbecue, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I guess it's actually from the people who do the sushi, the famous sushi that we've never done in Austin that I can't think of the name. Right. And the people who do Franklin Barbecue. Yes. Which if you haven't heard of Franklin Barbecue, it's probably the most famous barbecue place in the US where literally you'll have to wait in line for three or four hours. It's right in Austin. That's why we haven't done it because we haven't waited in line for three or four hours. But it's, it's that. I mean, people do it. Because it's that good. Yeah. So Loro is their fusion place of Asian barbecue. It was very good. It was cool. And they have, it's it's big. They have tons of seats. You don't have to wait four hours for food. I mean, we went kind of late at night. I think it was around 9.30 or 10. And we were, there were very few people in the restaurant that night. But it, the food was good. It and was a lot really of, good. I wouldn't even say small plates, but you can get one or two items, maybe 10, maybe it's like nine to 11 bucks each. So you get, you maybe between four people, you get five or six of those plates. It's not heavy. It's, yeah, it's, it's a lighter meal, like, like a yeah, similar to an kind Asian of meal. Like, a, you know, some meats and then they have rice or noodles and it's just, it was really good and it felt really nice to eat it really light, especially if you're coming off of, Having a lot of tacos or a big barbecue meal. This like is... our next recommendation. Yes. Because we have not stood in line for Franklin barbecue, if that's your thing. It's not that I wouldn't. We just haven't ever decided it was worth the three or four hour wait. But there is another place called La Barbecue, which I would say is 
in my mind, probably the second or third most famous. I mean, I thought it was incredible when we went. And when we did it uh, three years ago, it was in it was a truck then. Yes, now truck. they have in East Austin an actual restaurant where you can go in and sit. And when we went, the line wasn't very long, which is why we decided to go. And the the barbecue was amazing. Yeah, was so La so Barbecue good. easier to get than Franklin Barbecue. You certainly won't wait as long, although it can get to be a lengthy line if you're going on the weekends or things like that. But I mean, heavy food, but fantastic barbecue. A few of the other places that we've gone in East or in Austin in general that are a little more, I don't know, I would, I would, I would just want to say not as gourmet, um, but more quick. One of the places is called Fairground, and that is a food hall which is right by the JW Marriott, and they have a bunch of different places to eat there. But that's a cool vibe as well. Pretty new. And again, this is what I like about Austin. It's an awesome building itself, but then you have five or six places to eat, all different types of styles. They've just done a fantastic job making it an elevated food hall. Yes, definitely. Another place that we've been to, which is a, a chain, but it is a, like a smaller franchise chain, is Hop Dottie. And it's a burger place, burgers and sandwiches. And the first time we went to it was in Austin. And it, it's really good. It's not exactly, it's kind of like fast casual food. It's not fast food, but you you order at the bar. They make it when you order it. And then you like seat yourself and yeah, and clear some, your own table and stuff like that. Right, and so some of our Austin friends have said that's their favorite burger in Austin. I I can't disagree. We've had some burgers at some of those other places, like P. Terry's. Is is that a Texas chain or an Austin I'm not chain? Sure. I I didn't know what all the hubbub was about that. It wasn't that great, but Hop Dottie was very good. And last, we went to a place. This we've been there twice now. Once we went for Sunday brunch, and it was fantastic. And the last time we went for the, what they're known for. And that's their hot dogs. It's called Frank's Hot Dogs right in downtown. The hot dog, pretty good. But I think the Sunday brunch is what really steals Yeah, the I got the chicken and waffles that day. And it was so good. They also have really good coffee there. So it's a nice spot to check out. And like a lot of places in Austin, it will get packed. And it's trendy and cool to go to. So if you are going for Sunday brunch, prepare to possibly wait in line. But the chicken waffles there are worth the wait in line. And that is right, right downtown. So those are some of the places that we recommend eating. You will not starve in Austin. You will not have a hard time finding a great meal. But those are some of our favorites. Of course, I'd have to mention ice cream. Now, unfortunately, I the ice cream scene in Austin is decent. I would not say it is as good as the food scene. There are two places out of a few that I've tried that I would recommend though. One is Dolce Neve Gelato, which is right over on South First. Probably it is the best gelato that I've had in Austin. And the second, which is right on South Congress and is, I guess, the one that everyone tells you to go to and the most famous one. And again, right there in the middle of South Congress, Amy's Ice Cream. First time I went, eh, this last time, it was pretty good. So you, you've got some decent ice cream options. Yeah, but I mean, it's not going to compare to your Jenny's ice creams or your salt and straw because those are the best that we've ever had in the world. But Amy's is pretty good. And I, and the, the gelato place, I remember being very good. We went to it the, the two times time we before there. we... Back when we went to the old Torchy's when it was in the truck, <laughs> yeah. which is no longer there. Rest in peace, Torchy's Taco Truck. Austin, also known for their drinking 
And again, there is no shortage of places to drink, no shortage of cool places. Again, a lot of the things that we mentioned with the eating goes with the drinking. Austin likes to create an experience. And so you have a lot of cool buildings, cool vibes, cool atmospheres. Whistler's is a huge, is a big outdoor beer garden with, and we held a party here once and it was great for big groups. It also has an upstairs mezcal room. I don't love mezcal, but it was cool to go up there and experience this little attic room as well. So Whistler's, you know, you could go, you could get any type of drink you want, but if you want to experience mezcal or you just want to check it out, just go up to the second floor and it's this little intimate attic room where they specialize in mezcal. Very cool. Another place that we went to was Easy Tiger, which that's the place that had the ping pong tables and it's kind of like a German beer garden where you can get pretzels and, you know, sausages and and German style food like that. And it's definitely a cool spot, especially if you want, they have like an outdoor space and that's where the ping pong tables are. So you just want to hang out somewhere casual and you and know, great for groups, again. Groups. I, all three of these first places, Whistler's, Easy Tiger, and then Speakeasy, which we went to this last time when we were at TravelCon. They actually rented out Speakeasy, the whole building, for the last night party, which was v- awesome. It has three levels to it. It's right downtown. First level, they had like a bar and live music. Second level, they had a two-lane bowling alley and like a mezzanine area that you could look over the first level, which was cool. And then the third level was the rooftop deck. Which was really nice to hang out on. And especially because Austin has usually such fantastic weather. So that places that do have an outdoor space, you can really utilize it a lot of the year. Yeah. And there are, again, I keep saying this, but there are a lot of places to be outside. Speakeasy, though, was one of the neatest that I think we've been to when it comes to these rooftop experiences. It's just it was a cool vibe. Yeah. So, although I do love the next one on our list, ABGB, which is a brewery, and they have tons of outdoor seating. In fact, the only time that we've we've been there two or three times, and every time we've sat outside, they have really good food that you can order a pizza and then have some of their beer. It's an awesome place. I really, really like ABGB. Yeah, ABGB is also south of the lake. ABGB stands for Austin Beer Garden Brewing. So kind of a weird name, but yeah. And I can never, I could never remember until I figured out what it stood for. If it was like AGBG or AB, it's ABGB. Yeah, the beer is pretty good, especially because they've been on the scene for a little while, and the pizza is fantastic. Saint Elmo's is a little further afield. We went to that brewery. Um, it was not my favorite when we went, but I've heard, and but we went when they had just opened. I've heard it's gotten much, much better. So St. Elmo's, we actually Worth had to- checking out. Yeah, we had to drive to him. It was v- pretty hard to find. You're going through like this bunch of industrial parks. But it was, again, a cool vibe. Um, they had outdoor stuff to do like most places in Austin, you know, cornhole and things like that. Two other ones, and I think probably my favorite breweries in Austin when it comes to just the beer, are both right near each other. So you can do this as a bang bang there, right over in East Austin, I can't remember if they're on 4th or 5th, but that is Zilker Brewing and Lazarus Brewing. And again, they're within a block of each other. And both of them had good beer, fun vibes. Which one of them had really good tacos? Was that Zilker? I don't... Well, there's taco trucks around both of them. Like Tamale House East is right Right. there and all that. I don't know which one actually had 
the tacos at the place. Well, which, I, I've whichever, eaten a lot of tacos. Like, whichever probably, one they had, you know, we went there late. And now I'm remembering it. This was like two years ago. So well, that would have been Zoker then. Yeah, we ate we ate the tacos at it. They also had really good chips and guacamole. So another place to eat tacos. Another place to eat tacos. <laughs> but Zilker and Lazarus are both right there. And they're right by that Whistler's, which was the beer garden and Mezcal place that we mentioned. I think Whistler's like right in between them. So if you're on that strip... Plenty of places to go. You're never going to go thirsty in East Austin at all. And you're always going to find these little kind of hidden gems, which we're going to get to in a little bit because I don't want to I don't want to spoil them right now for drinking. We're going to talk about them when it comes to activities um, because East Austin has, Austin has some cool stuff to do over there as well. But we're going into coffee and this is your domain here. Have, Austin's got some decent coffee. They have some excellent coffee, Excuse not just me. decent coffee. I don't they drink have, coffee. I... They have an excellent coffee scene, a lot that have been around for a long time, some that are newer, obviously with an influx of, you know, cool hipstery tech people, you're going to get good coffee shops. So I have been to a few of them and I have two on the list that I haven't been to, but are highly recommended. I just didn't get a chance to go because whenever we're in Austin, we're usually pretty busy with stuff. So the first place, um, and one of my favorite places is Cafe Medici. They have a few locations around Austin. The first one I went to, I think, was on Lamar Street. But it's very good. The first time I went, I didn't even know it was a good spot. I, we just happened to be next to it, and I really needed a coffee. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to pop in here. And I, we were with a Jason from Zero to Travel. And we both got coffee there. And he was like, yeah, this is really good coffee. So then the next time that we were just in Austin in September, there happened to be a Medici right across from the JW Marriott. So I went, I think, at least three times. Their coffee is excellent. Another spot, which is right in downtown, is Houndstooth Coffee. I actually think they have more than one location, but their first location is right in downtown Austin, also, really, really good coffee. Uh, Wright Brothers Brew and Brew is coffee and beer. And I went there the second time we were in Austin. It's on the east side. I was going to say, I saw that on my map, but I yeah. had never been there. And I was I was wondering, why is this showing up? You know on Google Maps yeah. where if you've been somewhere, uh -huh. it then shows up. I'm like, I've never been here. I want to go here. I didn't know that's yeah, why. Yeah, it's next to a bagel shop. Okay. So a lot of people will go and get a bagel and then go over to uh, the Broom Brewing get coffee. And I picked coffee up here for us and our team when we were staying in, in Austin for our LI um, experience. Our yeah, indie our retreat. location yep. indie retreat. So yeah, I think a lot of people on our team had that coffee. It was good. So I had that, not this last time, but the time before. And then a place that I tried for the first time this trip that we went, which is right on South Congress. And, you know, it's not a place I would normally go because it's kind of like this open coffee shop and it doesn't look like necessarily, you know, artisanal, artisanal coffee. coffee because there's not really an indoor seating space and it's not really hipstery because I think it's more of an institution. They have amazing coffee. They have Intelligentsia coffee, which I think originates in New York. Well, I mean, the first Intelligentsia, I think, is in New York City. But the beans, 
um, our intelligentsia special for Joe's Coffee. And they're famous for this iced coffee that you get that has like sugar and cream, which I don't also usually drink my iced coffee that way. Sounds like the only type of coffee I'd want. Right, which you would probably love it because it's this special iced coffee. It's really yummy. You can get like a pastry there as well, but it's kind of like an Austin experience, especially if you're on South Congress and you're walking around and you're going into the shops. I mean, it's, it was busy when we were there. And then around the side of it, they also have, you know, like a wall mural that people take pictures in front of. So that's that whole kind yeah, of experience. Great marketing for them. I don't know if they did this, but there know. is a mural on the side. And it just says what? I love you so much. I love you so much. Nothing fancy. Everyone goes and takes pictures <laughs> in front of this mural. And then, of course, everyone's like, oh, I might as well get coffee. So great marketing, Joe. Mm-hmm. If you did that, if not, then you're just lucky. Yeah, so that is a really good coffee shop. Um, then two places that I have not been to but really want to go next time. I, is this breaking the rules? Well, it's not breaking the it's rules. It's not go breaking ahead. the rules because I'm allowed to do whatever I want, That's right? True. This is your show. <laughs> it's my coffee spot. This of the is show. your segment. So to Cuvée, which is one of the first roasters in town. It's been around for a long time. I can't believe I've never been to it. Um, They don't allow Wi-Fi because they don't want people coming there and just working all day. They want people to have a conversation and just hang out and have like a coffee experience, which I think is a really cool idea because a lot of times you go into a coffee shop these days and it's just people like zoning in on their laptops and, you know, it's not like a workplace. It's a coffee shop. So I think that's kind of a cool idea. And then the second one is called Radio. This is the one that serves Veracruz tacos. Had I known this, I definitely would have sought this place out because, you know, the line at Veracruz can be really long and intense. So Radio is cool. They have lots of food there from trucks, I think. And they have also beer and wine and drinks. And they show movies sometimes on like a big screen. So it's just a whole experience with really good coffee, like a big community And space. Veracruz tacos. And Veracruz which, tacos. like we said, some of our favorite so, tacos. Yes, I don't usually put coffee shops that I haven't been to on the list. But I think these two are worth mentioning if you're going to Austin. No shortage. And I keep saying no shortage, but that's like, <laughs> that's like the tagline of Austin. No shortage of, of anything. No shortage of coffee. There's also no shortage of activities. And we've done a few of these. Uh, we've done a few activities in Austin we've really, really liked. Other than eating and drinking, believe me, it happens. One of those is being on Lady Bird Lake. And again, it's... It, it's not a, technically a river, but it it's flows through the middle of the city. It's actually a lake, I guess. A reservoir. A reservoir. And we have done a kayaking scavenger hunt before on Lady Bird Lake through a company when we took um, our location in the uh, retreat there. We did a kayaking scavenger hunt, which was really fun. And, you know, you had groups of two people. You're out in a kayak. They gave you all these things you had to find. And we were out there for an hour. Really fun. You also always see people doing stand-up paddle boarding. Yes. People are just on the lake all the time because, again, we can't mention enough how nice the weather usually is in Austin. And in the summer, it's so hot. You just want to be in the water. But it's beautiful because you can just go right up the lake, river, reservoir, and you can see all of downtown. And it's just a really, really nice experience. Yeah. And it's a great way to see the city and to get outside 
and work off some of those calories from all the eating and drinking. Another all- really fun thing we did was a bike tour, which Trav loves biking, but actually doing a guided tour where you had someone going around with you and telling you all of the history besi- behind certain spots in Austin, going up to City Hall, going up to the campus. It was really well. It's not City Hall; it's the State Capitol. Oh, sorry, which the a State lot of, Capitol yeah, building, which I was going to mention because a lot of people forget or don't think about this. Austin is the state capital of Texas. Also has a huge university. They're one of the biggest yeah. universities in the country, the University of Texas. So you have, you know, you have this downtown area. You have all these like East Austin, South Congress, and then you go north, and boom, there's the state capital. And then right above that is this huge university that. You could almost spend time like south of those and never even knew they oh, existed yeah. in a way. Um, but then you get up there and there's even more things to do. So that was really fun because we got to see a bunch and learn about the history of it. Um, you could also scooter around town now with the scooters everywhere. That's a really easy way. And I think Austin's a perfect city to do that in because those scooters are usually meant to go, you know, not super long distances, but let's go. Uh, since they're dockless, let's go a mile and then leave it here and walk around here. So it's a great way to get between these neighborhoods that we've been talking about without having to walk. And uh, Austin itself calls itself the live music capital of the world. There is live music everywhere. And it's really fun. We have been to see live music in Austin quite a few times at different venues around the city and... There are a lot in East Austin, but we've also been to some on like South First Street and stuff like that. And Dirty Six and Dirty has a, Six. I mean, it's, it, you know, like we said, it's for younger people and that kind of party atmosphere, but there are a ton of bars there that have live music. Yeah. So it's just really cool. It's kind of like Nashville in that way where you can kind of get some folksy music. It's not all country or anything like that, but just some really good artists and musicians out there doing their thing. And it's just really fun because we love listening to live music yeah and you it's it is neat that you can just basically on a friday or saturday and and throughout the week too but especially friday and saturday pop into almost any bar and there's going to be live music that's it's cool when it's just ubiquitous in a in a city like nashville like austin where you don't even have to seek out oh i'm gonna go to a concert you just go into a bar and there's an awesome person playing live music and if you like it you stay and if you don't you move to the next bar down there and there's another person doing live music so that's really fun one of my favorite places and i mentioned this when we talked about drinking because i wanted to give it specific mention for live music but also just an old school cowboy bar is the white horse it right in east austin and i love this there, there's a few of these and you can go and there's probably even way more than i know of but the white horse is super easy to get to you walk in it looks like it hasn't changed in literally 100 years. <laughs> Is that the one that had popcorn at it? The, uh, I don't know if it has popcorn. Hey, you remember stuff <laughs> by its food. Well, I love popcorn. But um, <laughs> it does have a, actually, I didn't mention this, but a one of another one of my favorite tacos, um, just a step below some of the ones we mentioned, it's called Bomb Tacos, and that's a food truck right outside of the White Horse. So it, it has this big dance floor. They're always playing country western music. People are always line dancing and hanging out. You know, it's a dive bar, but it's big, it's open. It, it actually has a decent drafts or a decent beer selection, and it makes you feel like you step back in time. Uh, of this is what all the bars used to look like in Austin 50, 60 years ago. This one still exists. So, an old school cowboy bar, the White Horse, just super fun. Yeah, it's and it's a, really it's easy to get to. It's definitely a fun spot. 
another spot over on right below right, downtown. Yeah, right below downtown, kind of on the verge of East Austin is Rainy Street, which used to be residential. And it's all these cute little houses. Like they, bungalow Yeah, like bungalow style, style houses. houses that they turned into restaurants and bars. So you can just walk up the street. It's tree lined. It's really cool. You can go to a bar. You can get something to eat. Just kind of hang out. It's just a nice street. Yeah, and the story behind that, because I love the, hearing the stories and why it happened, was essentially, I guess they were all zoned commercial somehow. And people didn't know. So when the first guy found out and he put a bar instead of living in it as a house, uh, then it just kind of took off from there in the last, I think, five or six years. That's pretty new for Rainy Street to be that way. They call it the adult dirty six. Like it's a more upscale, classier place to go. Um, But it's just a a street of all these. It's not very long. No, I mean, but there's probably 15 to 20 establishments, whether it be restaurants or cocktail bars or beer bars. There's a place, um, a beer bar there that's pretty good that serves only, it's called Craft Pride, I think. They serve only Texas craft beer, which was neat. Um, They are changing Rainy Street a bit, though. Last time we were there, uh, recently, they put a hotel on Rainy Street. I think they're putting condos there. So who knows how long Rainy Street has until they wipe out all these little cool like bungalow restaurants and just turn it into pretty much whitewashed condos and hotels who knows i mean maybe they'll stay hopefully i mean that was the reason people started going but isn't that how it usually happens people go for a reason and then they become popular and then they start building on it so hit rainy street as quickly as possible because again it's it's changing pretty quickly one of your favorite things or one of the things that you love doing more than me of course is this next activity That is shopping. So Austin has some pretty cool areas for shopping. You know, there's all of your normal stores in downtown Austin, you know, like just your chain shops. Then you can go over to Whole Foods and there's like a West Elm and an anthropology and all of that. However, my favorite place to shop is on South Congress because there are just local boutiques and shops and you can get, you know, anything from clothing to sunglasses to actual glasses and, you know, different arts and crafts and, you know, home goods and all sorts of cool things. And, you know, you can find there's a Gorin Bros hat company and, you know, a Warby Parker if you want to hit up those. But there's just some local places that have really cool things to buy. So it's just a nice experience to walk up both sides a lot of the of street. Eclectic very eclectic, shops. very cool. You know, you can eat on South Congress, you can get a coffee and you can shop. So those are all kind of my favorite things to do. There's a so, Torchies, there's a Joe's Coffee and mm-hmm. they're shopping. Heather could just hang out on South Congress all day every yeah, day. Yeah, pretty much. There you go. Do it do the Torchies bang bang lunch and dinner just like <laughs> we did. The last thing that we would recommend doing activity when it comes to Austin is an outdoor activity. And that is Zilker Park, right across the lake on the, on the south side here, kind of the southwest area. Zilker Park, really neat, just big park to walk through, have a picnic, throw a frisbee. We went out, we went and biked through it. And they also have the Barton Springs Pool and the Barton Springs Creek, which are fed from these thermal springs. So it's you know sixty eight to seventy degree water all year round, and uh, just a really neat spot to go to to. You know, to get away, I guess, from downtown and from the city vibe 
and it's right there and easy to get to, but you feel like a bit transported. It's pretty tranquil. A lot of people go running through it. And of course, you can take a dip in the pool and or the creek, which is really nice, especially when it's going to be 100 degrees in Austin like it is in the summer. Yeah. So, And the last activity that you can do in Austin, which we did the third time that we went to Austin, and most people tell you to do it, you know, the first time you go. It's a pretty popular thing to do. And I'm wondering if Trav even remembers what it I, is. I do remember this. I was going to bring this up. We could do it now. It's the bats. <laughs> the bats. So the bats come <laughs> out from under the Congress. Street. I guess it's the, it's the Congress Street Bridge. Yes. I don't know. At dusk. Yeah, These when, bats the, when that the sun live sets. Under the bridge all come out and everyone tells you to do it and we did it. And I mean, people are literally lining up yes, on the sidewalk. Yes, hundreds of people. Yeah, to watch these bats. An hour before sunset. And just you're just standing there waiting for the bats. So, I mean, it was interesting. I I guess. I, I don't know that I would want to sit and wait an hour again it's, just to watch the bats. When they come out, it is pretty surreal. But it's also kind of dark. So it's a little hard to see the magnitude of bats. And I just find it interesting that anyone you talk to about going to Austin, like it's such a well-known thing. Yeah. Have you seen the bat? Yeah. Have you gone to the bat? Yeah. This and that. Every person in Austin or who's lived there or who's been there will tell you to go see the bat. <laughs> and so we finally went and saw the bat. So like, well, I guess we should do this. And I was just like, all right, cool. Kind of, not yeah. really. So uh, yeah, go see the bats, I guess. No, actually, I'm not going to further that. I'm not yeah. going to tell people they need to go see the yeah. bats because I was very underwhelmed. So if you happen to be around or you like bats, <laughs> maybe you go see the bats. Um, but everyone else will tell you to do that. So that's the activities that we have in Austin. What we do at the end of every Destination Diary is we give you the thing that you absolutely can't miss if you go to the city, then I'm going to tell you a thing. All right, you could skip this. If you don't have enough time, this this maybe was a little underwhelming. And then the one thing that we wish we had done that we haven't had a chance to do, Heth, as always, you're going to lead it off. So what is your can't miss in Austin? My can't miss is the live music, the live music scene in Austin. We've done it every time we've been in Austin. It never disappoints, especially if you go somewhere, you know, like the White Horse or, I mean, literally just any cool spot. And you can look up some as well. If you, I mean, I think... Artists obviously go through. Sure, and they have a big convention the, center there. At some of the venues, but even just seeing, you know, like local live music. So definitely one of my favorite things to do. My can't miss. We spent a long time talking about this. It's the tacos. <laughs> the, ta the tacos well, are I feel like it that is my goes favorite <laughs> taco city in the country right now. Um, you know, San Diego, great tacos. I just think Austin has so many taco places and they're all not all, but there's so many very, very good ones. Tacos Guerrero, Torchies, Veracruz, Pueblo, Pueblo Viejo, like uh, Tamale House. Like it just goes on and on and on. It's hard it's to have true. a bad taco. It, it really is. In Austin. Um, and it's easy to have a fantastic taco. So for me, you cannot miss the tacos. All right. In understood. <laughs> what is the one thing that you're like, eh? I would skip this. Well, I have this. a feeling that it's probably both of our things, and that is the bats. For me, it's the bats <laughs> the as well. The bats. We already talked about it. Yeah. You guys understand it. I, eh, it whatever. If you, It's not... I wouldn't go out of my way to see the bats, and I certainly wouldn't go and line up and stand there for an hour waiting to see the bats come out. No. So, bats. Nope. You could miss that. What about the thing that you wish we had done? So, there is a very popular thing that 
we have heard about and we've never done. And I think it's a very Instagrammy thing because people go and take a million pictures. And that is the swimming holes. There are a bunch of swimming holes around Austin. And then I think probably the most famous one is the, the Barton Springs, the Barton pool, Springs pool because it's pretty close to the city. And, you know, we've, we've just never done it. I think it would be really cool. And from the pictures, it looks beautiful. I thought you might say that. So I've got another one that I knew you weren't going to take because for you, this is probably not anywhere close to your wish you had done. <laughs> but for me, that is going to a University of Texas sporting event, mm. specifically a football sure. football game. Obviously, that's only going to happen in the fall and there's only you know six of them a year or five of them a year. So really, it's just... It is this idea that you have a huge, huge, huge university up there. I love sports. I love college sports. The University of Texas has one of the preeminent college sports programs in the country. When you look at their sports department as a whole, I mean, they have, you know, tons of different sports there. They're great at a bunch of different sports. So for me, it'd be going to a UT sporting event, mm -hmm. either a football or a basketball game. I, I haven't spent much time up there and I love as you know, I love colleges and college campuses. Yeah, and we haven't spent do. much time like bopping around there, so it'd be cool to go and experience the uh, sporting event at UT. So hopefully, I get to go next time. Hook 'em horns. <laughs> um, next time we go down to Austin, I want to go to a UT sporting event. So there you guys have it. That is our Austin destination diary. I'm sure there are places that we've missed because there are so many awesome spots in Austin. So we would love to hear from any of you if you have a spot that we have to hit the next time we go because I'm sure we'll be back there sooner rather than later. So let us know. Tweet us at Pack of Peanuts. Where do we need to hit up in Austin? You can leave a comment on the show notes as well. And we mentioned a lot of stuff. So specifically for these Destination Diary episodes, it's really great if you listen. You're like, oh, I didn't have a chance to write all that down, obviously. I want to figure this out. We link and we do all the hard work for you. We link everything up in the show notes for the show. So you can get that by going to extrapackofpeanuts.com slash shows. You can find the Austin Destination Diary episode. Everything that we mentioned here will be linked up. So you don't have to write it out. You don't have to remember it. Just go to the show notes, extrapackofpeanuts.com slash shows. You can find all that there. Also, if you are traveling, whether you're traveling to Austin or anywhere else, don't forget my favorite travel backpack, Tortuga Backpack, sponsor of today's show. You can get 10% off by going to tortugabackpacks.com using the promo code EPOP. And while I was in Austin, if I'm not wearing shorts when it is a little colder there, the pants that I'm always wearing are Bluffworks. So I absolutely love my Bluffworks chinos. You could check that out. They have amazing travel clothing there for men. They are going to be rolling out a women's line early 2019. So when that happens, we'll be letting you know about that. Right now, it's men's clothing, chinos, blazers, uh, shirts, things like that. Uh, you could go to bluffworks.com. And again, you can use your promo code EPOP. That'll get you 10% off any item that isn't already on sale because they are running some holiday sales as we come close to the holidays as well. So make sure you check that out too. We have a new podcast coming out. We've been telling you guys this for a while. Some of you have already written in. Thank you for your questions. It's called Ask EPOP, where I answer your miles and points question in 10 minutes or less. Hath, they can uh, submit their question by going to extrapackofpeanuts.com slash ask. We need their questions, right? So we yeah, can... definitely. Trav has been pumping out some of these, and he's been really good at keeping himself to 10 minutes or less. Yeah. In fact, which is surprising. In fact, some of them are like six minutes. Whoa. Yeah. So there we go. You Let us know. We want your questions. 
extrapackofpeanuts.com slash ask. We also have a travel app, which some of you may have heard of already. It gets you the cheapest flights anywhere um, we go, domestic and international. Yeah, this app is incredible because you download the app. It's completely free. You input the airport that you want to fly out of. You can pick more than one, which is recommended. And then you will get notifications sent when there are cheap flights leaving from that airport to anywhere in the world. We, last week, we saw some to South Africa and seriously, Trav almost booked it, but we didn't do it quickly enough because then the deal went away before we could actually figure out a time where we can go. So... It's yeah. pretty it's pretty awesome. I just got a notification today. Nonstop to the Azores, Boston to Punta Delgada, Portugal. So the Azores right off the coast of Portugal mm-hmm. there. $482. So, You've yeah. never been to the Azores. I know. And I, I'm looking at that thinking, okay, winter is coming. I want to go to the Azores. <laughs> Let's go. So you can get Jetto um, on the app stores there. Totally free to download. Check it out. J-E-T-T-O. Lastly, if you're someone who wants to make travel more than just a vacation, you want to make a lifestyle so that you can live, travel, and work anywhere in the world, check out locationindie.com. Hop on our email newsletter list. We've got a ton of free goodies for you, and we'll let you know when we open up the community again. Oof. Austin. As we dream of tacos. Yeah, I think we need to have tacos for lunch now because I'm gonna I'm gonna go get tacos. <laughs> I need to go get tacos. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for the continued support that makes us the number one rated travel podcast on Apple Podcasts. And until next time. Happy free travels. I'll show you.